Selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, dude, we have all kinds of things cooking up, but you know what? It was so good to see you last week. So for those of you who don't know, Daryl and I, when we see each other, we usually like geek out on things and so forth. There was a lot of great discussion last week. Super good to see you, by the way. It was great to see you as well. And so many exciting things ahead. And I'm so fired up. And we're we're heading into Q4 right now. And and by the way, if you are new to Selling from the Heart, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And as we head into Q4, Larry, we are heading into the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. This is going to be a blast. I'm so excited about all we have ahead. Yeah, you know, oftentimes here at Selling from the Heart, we always talk about, you know, how do you build trust in a post-trust sales world? Well, we're going to share that with you next month. We're super excited about it. Yeah, so check it out, www.2021trustchallenge.com. You're going to hear from our good friend Dave Sanderson, Don Barden, Dr. Maria Church, and more. It's going to be five days of action-packed, idea-packed, and inspirational um, content that we're all going to take action on and up our game in, in the fourth quarter. A special thank you today uh, from our friends at BombBomb. BombBomb is making it easy to add a face-to-faceless communication. And as we talked with Ethan and Steve in last <laughs> week's episode, if you missed it, you got to go back and check that out. Uh, we are getting rid of the digital pollution out there. We're cleaning the world up with human-centered communication. I'm telling you, every time Ethan and Steve come on, they always drop two-word one-liners on us, right? Before it was faceless communication, now Mm -hmm. it's digital pollution, Daryl. Yeah, you definitely want to check it out. And if you have not tried Bomb Bomb yet, you need to give it a uh, You got to give it a shot. And you can do it for free for 14 days. Listeners to the Selling from the Heart podcast, all you need to do is go to bombbomb.com. That's B-O-M-B. BOMB.com slash heart. And you get 14 days of absolutely free access uh, to create some human centered communication. And it's going to be fantastic. And while you're at it, check out Ethan and uh, Steve's new book, Human Centered Communication. Just a total, incredible, incredible uh, volume of ideas and things you can put to work right away to build trust. And, you know, Larry, as we're looking forward to the trust building challenge. We've got a trust builder right here themselves. Uh, why don't you introduce our new friend, Ari, and let's dive in. Oh, well, wow. You know, what do I have to say about our Ari Galper? It's like he's from one of the most favorite spots I think I've been to in Sydney, Australia. But Ari's the leading number one authority on trust-based selling. Yeah, he wrote the book, Unlock excuse me, unlock the sales game. We are super excited. We're going to have a great conversation all around trust. Ari, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it, definitely. 
This is going to be a lot of fun. But you know, as we dive in, the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, Ari, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? For me, it's about deep trust. It's about transparency, authenticity. And this goes to a story I'll tell you in a few minutes about my son. I wrote a book about him called Lessons from Toby, and he's taught me how to be like that. So if we can be like Toby, we'll all be selling from the heart. Oh, That's Ari, awesome. Ari, you're speaking my love language with those words already. Trust, transparency. It's a, it's If there's ever a time that we need it, it's right now. Absolutely, Absolutely. right now, especially in sales. No doubt, trust is a new currency. And if you don't get this now, you're going to struggle, definitely. Well, what's your story? How did how did uh, how did you uh, how did you come to this point, and and what brought you here? Sure. So you got the accent from the U.S. Oh. Originally <laughs> from California. Um, and my wife on a dating site twenty years ago, pre-swiping. Uh, she emails me. We had a conversation. Came out to Sydney. We got engaged. Um, I've been here for twenty years now, uh, but I have a global business. And but the story behind trust my trust based selling concept is. About 20, before I moved out here, I was a sales manager of a software company. We launched mm -hmm. the first online website tracking tools for websites to collect live data. And uh, I, I had underneath me 18 salespeople, and I was the, the manager at the time. And the big opportunities came across my desk. And so one day I got a phone call from a website, picked the phone up. Uh, the guy said, I'm looking forward to your product. And he introduced himself, and it's a big company. You recognize the name, lots of websites. And they, he agreed to a conference call and a demo to see our product. And if I close this one sale, we'll double the revenue in one transaction. That's how big it was. It was a wow. huge, huge whale, you know? <laughs> and so the day finally came Friday in the afternoon, four o'clock, and I had my conference room with my CEO. I closed the door behind me, big long conference table, middle of the table, this big speaker phone, the old school Star Trek three, three legs kind of conference, <laughs> conference call. And I hit the speaker phone, dialed the number, he picks it up, and he says, Hey, Ari. I said, Hey, how's it going? Good. And uh, he says to me, Ari, let us tell you who's in the room with us today. And I was like, oh, great. Didn't know be someone else there. <laughs> Next thing here is, my name's Chris. I'm CEO. I was like, oh, man, CEO, this is good. My name's Mike. I'm head of IT. Perfect. This is Julie. I'm head of global marketing. I'm like, ah, oh, man, they're all there. Decision makers. It's going to happen. It's going to happen now. So I uh, introduced myself, explained what we do. I uh, started giving a live demo over the web of our product, and there I'm hearing this noise on the phone call. Like, wow, this is amazing. This is great. This is fantastic. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? And of course, I had all the answers. There, there was so much chemistry on this phone call, guys. It was like <laughs> a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh huh. They got the questions. You got the answers. Saying to yourself, "Man, this is so good. No resistance. This is how sales should be." And an hour goes by, they're loving it. I'm answering all their questions, answering objections. I'm doing everything I was taught to do by the sales gurus, the books that Hama was reading. Everything was going beautifully. An hour goes by, call comes to a close. My guy says to me, Ari, we love this. This is great. Look, give this call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I said to myself, oh, thank you, God. What a, what a great ending. And I said my goodbyes, and I took my hand to reach for the – a speakerphone on the, on the off button. As I'm reaching for the speakerphone, by complete accident, I hit the mute button instead of the off button. They were right next to each other, and I clicked the wrong button by accident. And oh, small, no. Yeah, and a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. In that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. 
go where no one's ever gone before in the world of sales. And I pulled my thumb back for a couple seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. Now, this is not a trick question, guys, but what would you imagine they would have said on, at the end of a call like that? What would you expect them to have said after the hour we just had? Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. This is going to be such a great partner. Wow. Thanks for bringing exactly. them to the table. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was hoping to hear. But let me tell you what I heard verbatim, word oh. for word, over here today. Here's what they said. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Knife and heart twist. Whoa. I was in a state of shock. I like, what? And I snapped out of it, hit the off button, looked at the wall and said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was competent. Mm. I was professional. I had all the answers. And the first big epiphany hit me. You can tell me if you're good at this or not. But somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell. Right? It's okay to say things like, sounds good. Send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested. Oh, no, wait. Send us a what? Proposal. Yes. Without any intention of what? Ever buying anything from of you. Of course. I was like, what the heck is going on here? I didn't even realize this. And then I asked myself, why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? I'd be okay with that. And I realized here's why. There is an invisible river of pressure that flows underneath every sales chat you have with somebody in your sales process. And if you're not aware of that pressure, you're not taking it out of the conversation. What will happen is they'll keep their guard up. They'll give you just enough of what you need. You'll end up chasing them and stuck in that chasing cycle that we all hate. And that became our whole shift where we discovered if you can let go of the end goal of the sale and focus on trust building only and have them disarm, lower their guard to trust you, then that'll help you get the truth of where you both are at. And that became our whole unlock the game premise 20 years ago around how to shift your results by focusing on a deep trust and not the end goal of the sale. And that's what we'll be talking about today. No, that story can be repeated over and over and over again because spend any amount of time in sales, it's happened to every single one of us. Yeah. But as I was listening to that story, the first word that pops in my head is confidence. And, and I, I don't know why, but just follow along just real quickly on this is I, I think salespeople today, if they sense it, right? And a lot of times, Ari, I'll talk about the gut somewhere deep down inside. Everything's maybe too good to be true. But then at, at, at a split second, you have to have that confidence to push back a little bit and just, hey, are we tracking on the same page? Where are we at with this? And even saying, hey, is this too good to be true? And Daryl's been with me on sales calls in prior life. I would love asking questions out of right field just to kind of center it and make sure we're really tracking. Yeah, that's about being bold yeah. and being courageous and getting to the truth and not the sale. Uh, that's a whole bite of shift in itself. Beautiful line. Beautiful line. Get to the truth and not the sale. Because there uh, is no it. sale unless you get the truth of where they stand. Because here's the thing. They'll give you just a few breadcrumbs to chew on to get you excited about the opportunity. But they won't tell the truth because you haven't de developed this moment of vulnerability where they feel comfortable telling you where they stand. And that's the whole shift here is how you do that. And we have a model for doing that using our trust-based language, which we'll talk about today. 
Well, I'd love to hear. So where do we start? How would, how would you coach yourself? If you were, if you were coaching uh, younger Ari in that uh, sales, let's, let's take that one apart. What would, what would you coach him to have done differently? First thing you got to do here is clear the hard drive out, the, the mental hard drive, how we've been conditioned to sell. That's how you for first address what I call the sales myths. Okay. There's three core myths. Number one is, and you heard this before, I'm sure that sales is a numbers game. That's a pretty classic common <laughs> common notion of sales where the idea is the more contacts you make, the more sales you make. Well, we discovered in this economy now, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, not how good you are and how many contacts you make, which is a big flip. The second flip is the idea of the sales loss at the end of the process. And I'm sure you've been there before. You had a deal pending and it all looked great. Everything with green light at the end just kind of like fell through. You're like, what happened? It's just, I don't understand. Well, we discovered that this, in this day and age now, the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process is now lost at the beginning, mm. at hello. And I'll prove it to you guys right now yeah. for mm. fun. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning and the phone rings, you pick it up and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, it, yeah. we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? Sales call not interested. It's no, over at hello. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not suggesting that all you guys are doing uh, outbound calls, but I will make the case today that many of you are losing your deals not at the end. You're losing it where? At the beginning, which will be a real shocker for some of your folks hearing this today. And the last one is the idea of rejection. The rejection is part of the game. If you're not tough enough, you don't have thick skin. If you can't take a no, you're not made for the, for success. It's kind of the old manager got beat up and said, hey, if you can't get – if I got beat up, you can't get beat you're not made for – well, you know, we figured out in our research that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you. And I'll share what those are today as well. Those are kind of the three myths that kind of clean their hard drive out. So we can put some new ideas in there. Yeah, you know what I really like about this is I'm a big believer. It's not about the close. It's about the open. And I'm really hypercritical. I was my whole entire career in sales. And as we're working with clients, it's selling from the heart. To me, it's that first five to six minutes of that very first conversation. I think they've already prejudged you. I'm not to say that game over and all that, but I believe you're a salmon swimming upstream. If in that first five minutes, you're not making that great first impression. If there's no trust at the beginning, it's over right there. And you end up chasing what I call ghosts. People will show interest but never call you back. And it's a chasing game. And um, that's what we're going to kind of deal with today. And these principles are coming up now, which is how do you break this model? How do you shift everything, get results right away? How do you know, how, how do you gauge if, if sales professionals listening in, how would you recommend people gauge the level of trust? How do you test the water? in a deal and in, in, in go, do I have any trust here? Or is, is, am I just, uh, are they just placating me and milking me for information? Well, it's not that the trust is over there. The question really is, did I create enough trust with them? So I know where I stand. And if you say to yourself, man, I'm not sure where this is going right now. That means something went wrong on your end. You did something wrong, not them. See, it's our responsibility to build the trust with them because their guard is up. They know the game. And unless we disarm and we're authentic with them and we can focus on them and not us, then you feel the transformation happening. It's almost like a doctor-patient relationship where they got a problem, 
you got the solution, but you cannot offer the solution until you've diagnosed their problem. And what happens in sales is we have a tendency to jump in too early when we sense an opportunity because our gut goes, oh man, this looks really good. And we just start to get all excited <laughs> and all of a sudden it's lost right there. Yeah, and just a little bit ago, I used the word, we don't go deep enough. Can we peel this back a little bit? I mean, what's deep enough for our listeners and coach some of our listeners through when you say, go deep, you know, you're not going deep enough. What's that look Definitely. like? Definitely. So I'm working on a new book coming out uh, called The One Call Sale, actually soon. And that's all about compressing the sales cycle from multiple steps to one single conversation with somebody. And that goes to how deep you go on that first call with somebody. And that's the metaphor of going down the iceberg. So what happens usually in the first call with a potential prospect, they give you service level issues. They say, we're looking for this, we're looking for that, we're looking for this, we're looking for that. Well, as you probably know, what they think they want is not always what they need. And if you don't kind of penetrate that right there and there in that first call, you're going to go down a rabbit hole that you'll never get out of because it's not the truth what actually needs. So when I mean deep, I mean unpacking their issues to a level they themselves have never gone before. And I'll give you an example right now. Let's see in our first scheduled call with somebody, they're a prospect, and they say to you, yeah, our problem is we can't make enough sales or we're having trouble getting the leads, whatever their problem is, right? So Here's what we say next. We say, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Now that now unravels <laughs> the issue underneath that. Then we say, wow, so how long has that been a problem for? Last eight months? And what's been the impact so far by having that drop in sales over the last six months financially? Where are you at in terms of range on that? Where's the loss on that? See, this is not a happy call right now. <laughs> This is not, oh, great, we got software that can help you. This is not about that. This is mm -hmm. the doctor and with the x-ray and showing the, doc, the patient, here's what I think the problem is. You don't even know yourself what it is because you're too close to it. See, prospects see things 180 degrees. We see things 360 degrees because we now have to amplify the issue to help them understand the gravity of what their real problem is. See, here's the thing. They won't be vulnerable enough upfront to tell you what, what the vulnerability is because they don't trust you enough yet. So your job is to have bedside manner and empathy to ask these questions. And here's the definitive question to ask when you're at the bottom of the iceberg. Here it is. You say, is this a priority for you to solve once and for all? Or is it something you just happen to live with and, and let it go for now? And I'm okay either way. Oh, that's so good. That is so good, Daryl. It's, it, I love it. I love the perspective. Um, I love the perspective. Keep, I'm, you got me excited here about hearing about these principles and where we go. So, uh, Ari, this yeah. is a great discussion. Look, there's two core principles to, to crack this thing open. The first core principle that we teach is what's called diffusing pressure. Always take pressure out of the conversation. So, we invented our own body of work around what we call trust based languaging. Words and phrases that diffuse instantly with people on a first call. Let me give you an example. Let's say you have a first call at a prospect over the phone. Good conversation, good chemistry, could be a good fit, looks like a good opportunity for you. Call kind of comes to a close. Uh, normally in the call like that, we say things like what? We say, hey, how about we get together, have a cup sure. of coffee, show you a demo. We always are trained to move things where? Next step. Next oh, step. Right. Yeah. That's yep. traditional selling. Well, what happens 
you attempt to move somebody forward and they aren't ready yet, what do you break with them right there and then that spot? Hmm. The T word. You break, exactly. So same scenario, our, our mindset, our approach. Call is going well, good chemistry, could be a good fit. Call comes to a close rather than saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? I love it because they will tell you. Right. It's beautiful. It, it sounds like our good friend, James Muir, and he's got to be slapping. He listens to <laughs> from our podcast. He's probably like hooting and hollering right now because that is such a great way um, to move things forward without putting the pressure on. And what a great paradigm. Here, you're know. shifting the power yeah. to them. And when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? Mm -hmm. They're usually in a state of shock. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, so now they'll pick themselves up off the floor and then they'll say, well, I think this would be the good next step. Or they'll say, what would you recommend? They tell Possibly. you the truth. Yeah. They say, I've got one more question. What about this? All of a sudden, the whole thing just bubbles to the top. You're like, oh, my God. Because by not moving things forward, you took the pressure out. And give them permission to feel comfortable telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of our trust-based language. And now you'll notice, notice the way I said that. I said, where do you think we should go from here? I didn't say, hey, where do you think we should go from here? See, yeah. the delivery if has half of this. You have to be calm, relaxed, centered, and slow things down. Now, in sales, we're taught to do what? The opposite speed it up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Next step. Yeah. Hammer. Hammer time. <laughs> the minute you put pressure on people like that, it's over. Mm -hmm. They 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 hold back, give you just enough, and you end up chasing in that dysfunctional game. So we have discovered the goal is to flip that model and not chase anybody ever again by getting to the truth. Love it. So, first of all, I just have to throw it out there. My apologies, but funnel never lies, right? It is so hard for salespeople to do that if they stare at a funnel and they go, Ari, I get what you're cooking. I totally buy into it. And then they fill in the blank with this is why I can't do it. This is why I can't do it. This is why I can't do it. So let's just flip this around. How do you, how do you work with sales leaders to really coach them on having the patience to see this through? They've got to be open and willing to face their own truth. Mm. That they've been chasing ghosts, that they've been playing the numbers game, and they still are doing all those old activities. They're losing more than they're actually making. And when I and I have, I have these sales teams raise their hands, how many of you right now are chasing a ghost? Somebody said, Yeah, I'm interested. Send me a proposal, and you're now chasing them. They're not calling you back. How many? Every hand goes up in the air every time. And I say to them, Why? Why isn't that person calling you back right now and telling the truth? What are they afraid of? Why are they concerned? What are they holding back? And they all say, well, I guess they're afraid to be sold. They're afraid to not tell me the truth. They're afraid of you because you use some sales technique that they know a mile away and they say it's over. Yeah. So it requires being brave and following your sword, saying to yourself, you know what? Maybe I'm the problem. I uh, just remember years ago, <laughs> this is uh, great. You just brought me back to a moment. 
uh, years. This is probably 15 years ago, maybe 20. If you, if you only knew the sales channel, Daryl and I came oh, out. Oh, it's so laughing. fun. Oh, no, this gosh. was, uh, this is a tip of the hat to our good friend, Tom Hopkins. We're walking. Uh, I was at a Tom Hopkins conference, you know, thousand people there. We're walking to the venue and Tom Hopkins is walking down the sidewalk. Happened to be with my best friend who's named John Pulley. We call him Pulley. And so we're talking to Tom and Tom goes, you know, I coach salespeople to not to be the opposite of what everyone expects. They expect you to be pushy because I tell you, you need to be pulley. Of course, my friend pulley, if you're listening in, he got, got huge head, right? Tom Hopkins just used my name and his uh, recommendation. But re in reality, a lot of this, as I'm listening, is just thinking, what can I do to be the exact opposite yeah. of the stereotypical sales uh, hack that everybody is afraid of? Yes. This is about being contrarian mm -hmm. and not following the crowd. And that's how you differentiate. Yeah. That's how you become what I call a category of one. Because how you win the sale is not on your product. You win it on your approach. Because we're in the world of commoditization right now. Mm -hmm. Your ideal yeah. client is not saying they don't really care about how you solve their problem. What they care about is if you're the one to solve it or not. They're asking themselves the entire time, do I trust him? Do I trust him? Do I trust him? Not, not let me see how your thing works. See, they don't care about how you solve it. They just care about, are you the one? And see, we aren't aware of that. We're not aware of the, of the psychology of what they're thinking the whole time. We're just trying to show them the solution. Oh, yeah, I can help you with that. No problem. And then you're stuck with a demo and they chase them and all that. So mm -hmm. we're trying to break that pattern. Because what happens at the end of the game is the conversion rate goes up. Because every call you have with someone now is trust and truth based, and now the truth comes out. Yeah, there's. Um, I want to go back if we can in the time that we have remaining, because you brought up another T word around transparency. Tip of the cap yeah. to Todd Capone, who <laughs> wrote the book A Transparency Sale. I I really believe you alluded to it in the very beginning, Ari. You can't have trust without transparency. It just doesn't exist. So how how do we coach salespeople, especially you know here we are 2021 that without trust and without transparency, not much happens. Well, here's the thing. The world has changed, as you know, in the last 24, 12, 24 months with what's going on out there. And your market knows the game. They know what selling is. They know they're in a sales process. They know they're being pulled to a next step. And when they feel like they're in, your, in a game like that, they're going to hold back from you and not tell you the truth. And you'll know that when you begin to constantly aware of it. So we have to kind of realize that your goal now is to really identify if you're a fit with someone or not. You're selecting them. They're not selecting you. You're the doctor. They're the patient. Think about it. They got a problem. You got the solution. Straight line of sight, right? What's in the middle of that? You. Yeah. And if you're on the old way, you're saying things like, hey, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask your, your listeners right now to take an oath from me, a verbal oath, to never again use this phrase forever as of today. Now, if, if you've been in sales for a while, this might hurt just, just a bit. All right, this, I'm dropping a bomb right now. Okay, bring it on. Bomb, Let's go. Okay? Let's go. I'm going to ask all of you guys to never again use the phrase follow-up as of today. Never oh, yeah. again oh. use the phrase oh. again. Or, or Ooh, that can hurts. I, hey, Ari, can I throw one more in there? <laughs> Check in. Yeah, I'm a check in. <laughs> one Just more. check in. in. Oh. One more. Classic from the 1980s. What is it? I'm giving you a call to circle back. Touch base. Oh, touch base. Oh. Circle back. There's a whole meme on that. 
Oh, uh, stepping call, on some toes, Ari. I know it hurts. When you call someone and say, <laughs> hi, I'm going to follow up, what are they thinking themselves? Oh, no, sales call again. That's from 1980s, guys. We're still using it today. Are you kidding me? So here's what you say instead. You say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, any feedback on our last meeting, any feedback on our proposal. You're going reverse away from the sale, not towards it. See, when you try to move somebody forward, that triggers the sales process and the pressure to go up. When you go backwards, that takes the pressure out. Mm. Try that one switch alone tomorrow on your email or your phone call. I'm giving you a call for some feedback and just watch what happens. They start talking and talking and, and the truth just comes out. <laughs> what a great conversation, Ari. This is so fun. This is, this is awesome. I could talk, we could talk for hours on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, 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 got, you got to go back and repeat this again because here's what I want everyone to key in on when Ari's delivering this is A, you're really smooth with it. So, I mean, tip of the cap on that one. But just, if you can just repeat it, just pay attention to his pauses in there. If you can, just, just lay it on us one more time. Sure. Um, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation or um, I just would you be open um, where do you think we should go from here I'm always dropping my voice at the end because if what mm -hmm. happens in sales we go up we go hey hey I'm just giving you <laughs> the minute you go up it's over you don't understand when you put pressure yeah. like that's pressure on someone else you have to drop the pressure to allow them to enter your world and engage with you it's very subtle but the words alone aren't enough it's delivery and the words. We've got to be humble, relaxed, and you have to let go of the sale. When you let go of the goal in your brain, what happens is you just come down and you're yourself again. You let go of your, what I call your sales armor that you carry around you to protect yourself from the bullets, the rejection, the fight, the rejection, the numbers. See, we're so used to the fight that we're like teed up. We're like yep. ready to go. We're like, hey, just give me the call. We're, we're so up that we lose our authenticity. We're not who we really are because we're ready for the battle. But when you understand that people want to talk to you, but if you enter the conversation in sales mode, it's over. So it's so <sighs> it's so good because the age old thing happens all the time. Salespeople are so programmed already to have sales conversations 24 seven that you know, it's at some point you just got to bust the cycle because Correct. you will move the sale when you don't have a sales conversation. It just, that, it, it, oh, wow. It's, oh, a, it's yeah. the, irony, the irony of all of this. <laughs> Ironic <laughs> selling. There you go. That's this one. The irony of all this, when you stop <laughs> selling and build trust and get, uh, instead, you double your sales. It's because beautiful. you're not putting effort into it. They are the ones who are pulling. I'll quick story for you. I'll give you an example. I had a guy call my office a couple recently, got through my team, got to me, unscheduled a call. Um, and, and I picked the phone up and he says, Mr. Galper. I said, yeah. He said, my name is John Johnson. I'm with XYZ Company. We're looking to bring someone to change our sales culture. We're looking at you and other people. But I like to know, first of all, why should we go with you? Why are you the best? And give me your best sales pitch. <laughs> he says this to me, an inbound call. Big company, you recognize the name. Big, big company. And I'm like, so I took a deep breath. I got centered. I'm a human being too. Got, got back to my, my, my approach. 
lowered my voice and I said this to him. I said, well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> okay, so and now I, what happened? <laughs> and I just paused and I said this. I said, isn't that interesting? Because over here at our company, we have a similar process to you where we ask some questions, gather information to see if we're a good fit. And if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? That's all I said on the phone. Next thing I hear, not a word, dead silence. And he actually breathed across the phone like he, I could tell his shoulders came down. He actually became human again. Like he just kind of like became himself. He lowers his voice and he says to me, um, okay, what kind of questions do you have for me? Oh, or you know what I just thought of? Wouldn't it have been something if he went to press the wrong button and yeah, right? And you actually, right? You thought maybe he disconnected and he had three other people in the room we didn't tell you. And then he goes, Who is this guy? Yeah. Look, next thing I discover in five minutes, I discover one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, He's just curious as to what I do. Yeah. And I hung up the phone and off he went to for my free stuff on my website. Now, what did my process just save me months of? Oh my gosh. Oh, it would have been in your pipeline. You would have yeah. dreamed about it at night. You would have fantasized that, yeah. Chasing, um, pursuing. Actually, this drug in our bodies, you know, it's called it's called hopium. You know the hopium <laughs> drug? <laughs> Where you hope you're gonna get the deal, you're so excited. You're like, hey guys, <laughs> you're the hopium, you're so pumped up, right? And you're calling them back, you get their voicemail, like, what? He's not there, he's not calling me back. What's the deal? I don't understand. And you call and you go to your email and you write, Hi, I'm writing you to what? To follow up. Oh! <laughs> it, we're so conditioned to do these behaviors, you're so backwards we don't understand the psychology of what's going on here <laughs> all right what a great conversation i uh, you're a uh, you're a true selling for the heart champion i have a feeling uh, you're going to be back many times or in the years to come uh how can folks get a hold of you uh just go to unlockthegame.com just like it sounds my book's on there a free intro course is there uh, even have a free chat with us over the phone. And, and you're going to be surprised because there's no sales pitch, no <laughs> next step, and no offer. Experience that. And uh, there's or, no – and there's no – hey, I just – I'm following up just to make sure. That's right. That. There's no follow-up. <laughs> there's no email autoresponders. There's no I'll check with you. There is none. <laughs> experience that. It's an amazing experience in itself. And I do, I do run a show once a month called Stump the Guru on social media. So uh, you can ask me a question you want, try and stump me, hit me up on LinkedIn, say hello, and we'll go from there. All right, total oh, pleasure. Right, Thank awesome. you for sharing time with us today. All right, guys. <laughs> Larry, oh my goodness. I don't know what to do. Wow. You know, I just I just want to follow up with you on this and circle back and touch base. I mean, yeah. oh hey, my Darryl, gosh, that was I'll, a great Darryl, moment. I'll I'll check, I'll check in with you tomorrow after this. That's right. right. So many practical things here. And uh, I'm just, this is a rewinder. Uh, this is a rewind and go back because there, there's a lot, uh, a lot of stuff here that it, there were some good toes stepped on today. 
You know, I, I mean, we had a great time with Ari. I, I mean, y'all, we can tell we have a great time when we talk to our guests. But without trust, without transparency, people, this isn't as difficult as you think it is. No, it's, it's really not. I, I just want to challenge everybody to take what you learn and put it into action. And and to me, just those uh, slowing down, centering yourself and diffusing the situation and you know, with a calm demeanor instead of the hyper panicked, um, you know, got to close the deal thing that that comes into so many sales conversations. Just that one thing right there, I think is going to be dynamite. Well, all of this, Larry, this is fun. And what a great lead in uh, to uh, what's coming up really shortly, which is 2021 Trust Building Challenge. Uh, Ari's challenged us today, big time. You're going to get challenged during the week of October 4th through 8th. Just go to 2021trustchallenge.com. I can't wait, Larry. It's going to be so much fun. It, it, I can't wait. I'll probably take notes along the way, Daryl. Uh, it's going to be so great. Well, thank you to everybody uh, for chiming in. It's great to communicate with all of you. Getting to know many of the folks in the Selling from the Heart community has been fantastic. Lots of them gather at the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. If you want to go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders, you can learn more about a group of like-hearted sales professionals. And uh, we'd love for you to come hang out with us. Thanks to our friends at BombBomb. And until next week, keep being genuine. Keep being authentic. Keep adding real value. Change the games by calming down in your conversations. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.